Hey, welcome back, high school hockey fans, to another edition of This Week in Wisconsin Prep Hockey. I'm Mike Hammett, back from a uh, long hiatus, but happy to be back, along with my partners, Bill, Bill Jr., Trasher, and Del Scanlon, as uh, we'll talk some high school hockey here, so you are tuned into the right place. So let's go ahead and get started, and let's talk about our games of the week. Last week, Burglar covered Fox Cities in the Central Wisconsin Storm, two teams that were in the uh, in the top five, and Burglar, I venture to say you probably had a pretty good game. Yes, MJ, you would be correct. This was nor- well, it's normal position for Central Wisconsin Storm to be in the top five. Uh, somewhat new for the Fox City Stars, they've clawed their way up uh, this year, especially they've they've not been. Uh, you know, a top five team before, and they had not been able to get a game with the Central Wisconsin Storm. But this year, they were they were deemed worthy and 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 got a game scheduled against the Storm, and they came in and they looked a little shaky at first to start the game, like they were maybe you know holding their sticks too tight, as they say. They were a little bit amped up. Uh, they gave up a goal uh, just in the in the first half, 26 seconds into the game. Um, there was a shot from the, the the left side that hit a defense and bounced up in the air, and as soon as it came down, uh, as soon as it came down, Lauren Outnows, uh, Sarah Croker, uh, smacked it, and I don't think the goalie was ready for it yet. And 26 seconds in, one up, and so not not the start Fox Cities was looking for. Uh, they gave up another goal around five minutes in. Uh, there was a shot on net, and uh, the goaltender, Hattie Barron, she kicked the puck out, but it hit one of her own players in the skate and went right back into the net. So, you know, five minutes into the first period, now they're down 2 nothing, and it wasn't looking good for the Fox City Stars at that point. But they, they, they tightened things up, actually outshot the Storm in the first period. Well, no, shots were even. Uh, the saves were 7-5, and five, but shots were even at 7 uh, back and forth action, and then everything happened over a span of 46 seconds, right around the middle of the second period for uh, Fox Cities. They got three goals in that span. I mean, I was I was just you know on Twitter there trying to type up you know the 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 first goal and didn't have time to do that. Uh, the first goal was um, oh it was a pretty pass from Michaela Zillich. She grabbed the puck behind the net, threw it out front. Uh, Alina Schaff got a shot off. Uh, Fredrickson, the Storm's goalie, stopped the shot, but the rebound went right to Courtney Coster, and she put it back home. And I'm trying to type that into Twitter, and I look up, and bang, Lauren Hall is in the slot. She gets a pass from the side, and she fires that in. And, okay, now i got to change that Twitter thing to, okay, you know, Stars scored two goals within 13 seconds. Before I can get that one typed up and sent off, they got another one. This one, and Lauren Hall was just, she was finishing up that shift, headed for the bench, and just kind of threw the puck at the net. But there was so much traffic in between her and the net that goaltender Fredrickson never saw it until it was too late. And, okay, now i got to type up, okay, three shots with their three goals within 46 seconds. And that was basically the game right there, those 46 seconds. Um, defenses tightened up after that. Uh, there were shots were pretty much even after that, but no more scoring. And the Stars uh, 
went back home with a, a hard-earned three to two win. Are they in the same sectional? They are not. Yeah, I should. I could. I should have said no. They're not because when I was talking to um, the assistant coach, Wisconsin Prep Hockey's second favorite uh, hockey official, Chris McGurk, he said that really, I mean. This is this is a game that means a lot, but really doesn't mean anything in the overall scheme of things. They're not in the same conference, they're not in the same sectional, but it could come back to have a role in seeding the state tournament if they both make it there. Because um, okay. as you recall, the state tournament will be seeded this year. So there is that. Seat. So 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 the fact that he mentioned that they that. There would be, you know, it may have an impact on seeding in the second, the state tournament. Should have clued me in that they're not in the same sectional, because they wouldn't both be in the state tournament if they're in the same sectional, you know. This is true. You got to put two and two together, and I didn't always, I don't always do that, because two is five, you know, for large mm-hmm. values of two. Anyway. Sure does. <laughs> in the boys' side. That was my no. game. Oh, sorry. What, what's that? I thought I was, I was just open up for comments on the game, but I guess they're on it. So. Okay. Uh, I read the story about it, and you know, three goals in 46 seconds, and wow, that was. Uh, I would imagine though the storm weren't going to take that laying down, and they, uh, I'm sure they came out in the third period and tried to get that game tied. They hey, did. Bur- burglar, I um, I talked to a couple coaches, and they earlier in the year. Kind of had some, I'm not going to really say doubts about Fox City Stars, but maybe thinking that they weren't quite the real deal as of this point because they hadn't beaten anybody. Uh, But I would say after what they've done the last probably three, four weeks and uh, beating the Storm, I think they definitely are the real deal. Well, that's, I mean, you know, we've been covering, you know, the girls hockey side for a long time. And there are, you know, a half dozen teams that year in, year out, you know, kind of stand above the other ones. And, you know, to get, I mean, yeah, the other teams, you have a good record. Who have you played? Well, to get to play one of those top teams, you know, you have to actually, you have to kind of show that you can play at that level, you know, so it's the whole, you know, cart before the, cart before the horse thing you know when are we when when do we show that we're good enough to play you guys and you know i think this is the year that fox city says you know laid their claim that yes we are good enough to play with uh these other teams and uh you know we're also good enough to to beat you i've heard fox city's top line is very good they can move they move that's the what i heard well. they, they, very they, quick they, they, they break out of their zone very quick. I mean, when they get control of the puck in their zone, it's usually coming out. They don't usually get trapped in their zone for a long time. They move the puck well. They're out uh, and down to the other end. I think they've gotten, well, I, I don't think they have. I know they have gotten a little boost from adding some of the players from Appleton United. Uh, Annika Horman, I believe, is one of them. And, uh yeah, between her and Hall and uh, can't think of the other girl's name, that that's a pretty good threesome up there on on the the first line, and I think they all play together. Uh, Jeff Fox has done a nice job. 
he's uh, worked with his kids. Um, he's got a couple of goalies that are, are maybe a little inexperienced and are kind of learning on the job. But, uh, you know, it, it seems like they got it all coming together now. So uh, good for them, and uh, we wish them the best of luck uh, the rest of the way. Okay, you guys ready to move on to the boys' side? I know Dell is sitting on the edge of his seat wanting to tell us about Marquette and KMMO. Dell? Thanks, MJ. Yeah, this is actually a game that MJ would usually end up going and covering because he likes going to Nagawaki and everything and had very good game between Marquette and KMMO. The Hilltoppers actually scored first in the first period to take a one to nothing lead as the there was a scramble in front of the net and the puck got squeezed between the laser goaltender skate and the post. And of course I was happened to be on the bench for the lasers and players argued with the referee a little bit saying that the net was off and everything, but you know, ref says no, it slid in before the net came off and that gave the Hilltoppers a one nothing lead on a goal by bonk assisted by Reinick and Sh- Shelbel. And that's was all the scoring that we had there in the first period. Second period ended up with a tie game by KMMO as they got a breakout pass from Murphy to Mansky. And Mansky took the shot from right between the circles and put it into the net to tie the game up at one. And while we had a lot of skating and action going on throughout the game, those are the only two goals throughout the entire game. Gerlike, the goalie for KMMO in the third period, actually looked like he might have pulled something in a leg as he made a diving attempt from one side of the net to the other one. He come up a little tender, but you know was able to finish the game and into the overtime. The only other thing that really happened that was an injury was it looked like Matthew McKenna uh, may have suffered a concussion uh, late in the second period. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to talk to the coaches afterwards, right? Talking to the trainer, she was saying that she did think he had a concussion. He was pretty shaky going into the locker room. Uh, but very good game. I was very impressed with the Hilltoppers on uh, one of their penalty kills at the way they were able to keep KMMO in their defensive zone and not letting the puck out of there. And, you know, so. It, both teams kept a lot of pressure on the goalies, even though the Lasers didn't get as many shots on Ayer, I think it's Ayers, Ayers, A-H-L-E-R-S, for the Hilltoppers. They put 25 shots on him compared to 36 shots on Graylick. But overall, it was a very good game, nice, fast pace, and some nice hits throughout the game. Everybody, and so the people that are going to the games looking for the big hits, they'd have been happy with it. Uh, some very good goaltending and some fast action. Very good game to watch. Earlier in the week, I had the chance to see Milwaukee Marquette. They came here to Janesville and they took on the Bluebirds, and the Bluebirds ended up beating them four to three. Uh, he was four to three or five to four, one of those two. Uh, a puck in the overtime went off a skate and went in the net for Janesville. But you know, uh, Milwaukee Marquette. They've really got some speed. They do have some speed on their lines, and uh, they can be a handful when they get going because earlier in the game 
when this game was in the kind of in the in the balance yet, they had some speed and they could get out of the zone in a hurry. So, uh, Dell, I'm not surprised that this was a good game at all. No, I, I I went there expecting to see a good game. I mean, I've been I kind of watching the standings over in there, you know, seeing who's sitting where a little bit. And you got USM, KMMO, and Marquette all, you know, sitting up, right up there near the top of the standings. And you know, that, that conference is going to be interesting to watch, that Class 8 conferences, see where they end up come out ranked in their – at the end of the regular season. It's going to be interesting. You know, cause, go, go ahead, Bill. Oh, you know what I know about Marquette? You don't leave Joe Laredo alone in front of the They night. mentioned him last when I, they were in town the other night. <laughs> you don't leave him open in the slot. He's going to beat you every single time there. One of our favorite players from years ago. I was reminded of him. Blast in the past, no doubt about it. All right, Del. Well, thanks a lot for that report on the boys' game. Marquette and KMMO finishing up in a 1-1 tie. Other games, Trasher had the chance to go see some girls playing Western Wisconsin, taking on Viroqua. Michael, tell us about it. So Western Wisconsin Stars ranked number four in the state, took on the Viroqua Blackhawks, and the, the Stars took away a 4 to nothing victory. Shots in the game were 58-6, to six, which is kind of what I expected. Um, uh, Abigail Severson for the Blackhawks with 54 saves. Heck of an effort. She's uh, one of the top probably three or four goalies in the state, and I believe she's only a junior, so um, she's got a good shot at maybe being our, our goalie of the year at, at some point or another. Uh, for the the Stars, so uh, a few players uh, that really impressed me. Ellie Bryce is a young forward. Mackenzie Weeks, who is a freshman um, and has, uh, according to Brianna Seibel, the, the Stars coach, the uh, definite possibilities of becoming a, a D1 player. Um, Bailey Williams, a, a defenseman, got a rocket of a shot from the right point. She's really good. And uh, they, I mean, this is a team that kind of snuck up on us, you know. Last year they were, you know, I think maybe honorable mention or somewhere in that area, but they've done really well this year, and I think they're a team to be reckoned with. And tonight they're playing at Hobbs against Eau Claire area. I uh, haven't gotten a score from that game, but that, that should be a good battle there, and I think that'll uh, have something to do with uh, the rankings for sure. And I'm not sure that they're in the same sectional or not. I think they are, so that could have sectional implications. But um, the game that I saw, the Stars with a 4 to nothing win over Viroqua. Uh, Viroqua was very shorthanded. They only had 10 skaters. I think that's all they have on their team for the whole year. So they're definitely outmanned. But uh, Severson will keep him in a lot of games. She's had a heck of a year. I think she's like three or four on the, the rankings right now for save percentage. Um, it was an interesting game, kind of what I expected. Uh, if, uh, if it would have been a, a lesser goalie, it definitely would have been a double-digit win. So 
uh, Severson, the real deal. And I think the Western Wisconsin stars are the real deal too. And uh, maybe we'll hear more from them before the season ends. We might even see them making some noise getting to the state tournament, guys. I agree, Michael. You said that uh, they kind of snuck up on us a little bit. And, well, although it's kind of easy to sneak up on us because we are the age that we are, but um, they seem to be have a nice squad together this year and are doing a nice job, and uh, they get a win over Viroqua, and they've been very competitive in a lot of their games this year. And uh, we'll take a look where they are in the rankings here shortly. Yeah, how, how, is it, how is it drive down there, Trasher? <laughs> yeah, that, that Highway 173, I don't know if you guys have ever been on it, but um, 25 miles from Babcock to Toma, it sucks. Oh, <laughs> it's dark. There's nothing there except for deer and other traffic going 80 miles an hour. And I mentioned it was dark. Um yeah, it's kind of a, it's a challenge, but uh, we survived. We were happy to get back, and uh, we do it again. Yeah, eighty miles an hour. You got. We do it again. Eighty miles an hour. You got. What's that? We do it again. Um, yeah, it wasn't me that was going eighty. It was everybody else that was passing me. Normally, I'm the guy that's passing everybody. They were blowing past me, but. Well, you got to do more than twenty-five miles an hour, Michael. You know that. I think I had her set at about 64 and a 55. So don't tell your cop friends, but uh, I thought it was all right. Well, you know, the, going back to the stars, interesting game they're having tonight. You know, it's, it's the one that's they're playing at the ECA stars, and you know, so they're both going to be there in, in the sectional one. And that's going to be an interesting sectional. It, it always seems to be, you know, you've got Hudson, the Fusion, um, the Stars, the Stars and the Stars, you know, coming out there. And it's, it's going to be interesting to see how that sectional plays out. Well, Brianna was asking me, and I don't think it was necessarily rhetorically, but how come you can have a sectional that has all these top teams in it and then only one makes it but you have a like a lesser sectional that sends a team that's maybe not quite as strong because they're the strongest team in that section she said i don't think that's fair and i said well that's maybe it's not but that's just the way it is that's literally every high school sport yeah Yeah. that's, that's called geography it's the way it is it's just the way that's that's every you can't seed the entire state because then you have a situation where Ashland has to drive down to Madison for a playoff game, or you know some team in Milwaukee's got to drive up to, you know, Shawamagon for a playoff game, and that's that's not happening. So you no, know, that's that's every high school sport. You have your region, and you got to get through your region to get to your section, and then you go to state. That's just how it is, and that's never changing until we invent teleportation. We're working on it. Well, they had it back in 1966 on Star Trek, so that's 50 years ago. And uh, just for an update, the Eau Claire Area Stars won that game tonight 3 to nothing. Mm. Okay, well, there's uh, two top ten teams playing tonight. Uh, let's go on to our players of the week. Burglar, 
you have uh, one winner for the boys and one for the girls. And as we do, it's ladies first. Tell them who they are. Thanks, MJ. On the ladies' side, we had from Onalaska, a senior forward, Kaylee Manglitz. In an 11-6 win over the Icebergs, she had five goals and four assists. And in a 6-4 win over the Brookfield Glacier, she had four goals. So she had a huge part in two nice wins for Onalaska over the Icebergs and the Glacier. So Kaylee Manglitz is our Girls Player of the Week. On the boys' side, Pierce Statsny of Homestead. Uh, in a 7-4 to four win over Cedarburg, Pierce scored four goals and had two assists. In a 5-2 to two win over the WNS Storm, he had a goal and three assists. And in a 6-2 to two win over West Bend, he had four goals and one assist. So that is a huge percentage of the scoring that Statsny was involved in for Homestead. So Pierce Statsny is our Boys Player of the Week. Kaylee Manglitz, the Girls Player of the Week. We got the top 10. You've counted it all out, or somebody's counted it out. Uh, you got girls and boys, and go ahead and let everybody know, because they're sitting at the edge of their seats wanting to find out if their team's been good this week. Yeah, I'm not doing the counting anymore. Trasher decided that I don't use enough fingers, so he decided to take over the counting, and he's got the fingers and toes going hard. Uh, top three for the boys this week are unchanged. Uh, number one, University School of Milwaukee. Two is Wausau West. Three is Verona. Uh, Superior moved up one spot to fourth. Sun Prairie dropped one spot to fifth. Northland Pines moved up two spots to sixth. Spash is still seventh. Onalaska dropped two spots to eighth. Uh, Nina Hortonville Manasha is ninth. And Waukesha moved up from honorable mention to tenth. Honorable mention for the boys are Notre Dame Academy, Madison Edgewood, Chippewa Falls, Eau Claire North, and Hudson. Uh, what's interesting about that is three of those teams are in the Big Rivers Conference, and none of them is Eau Claire Memorial. Uh, that might be a first. Uh, for the girls, new number one is the Fox City Stars. Uh, two dropping from number one is the Central Wisconsin Storm. Uh, the next four are the same as before, the Eau Claire Area Stars, the Western Wisconsin Stars, the Fond du Lac Warbirds Co-op, the St. Croix Valley Fusion. Uh, Hudson moved up to seventh. USM dropped down to eighth. Uh, Cap City Cougars are ninth. The Rock County Fury is tenth, and the Hayward Co-op is an honorable mention. Yeah, when was the last time we did do the top ten on the boys' side and not have Eau Claire Memorial anywhere in it? Did that happen at all last year? I remember them being an honorable mention last year. I believe at some point they may have dropped out for one week and then come thundering back. I mean, it happens to everybody, but. Um, them dropping out is not necessarily notable by itself, but to have three other teams in the Big Rivers Conference in the honorable mention or top ten uh, when they're not is is notable at least as far as the last decade or so goes. Well, Eau Claire Memorial's come out of that sectional up there in the last decade. Um, so until further notice, uh, that's you know, we'll see if they come out of it again this year. But uh, Chippewa Falls and Eau Claire North seem to have pretty good years. Um, good goaltending at Chippewa Falls. Also, uh, Eau Claire North having two very talented forwards, and Sam Stang and Zach Erdahl, who are both D1 commits already. So, uh, very strong year out of uh, Eau Claire North up there 
and they finally do get some honorable mention. Girl size, I look at it, guys. Uh, I guess nothing really jumps off the charts at me. Um, you know, we talked about fun cities in the central Wisconsin storm, and uh, you know they played head to head, and there you have it. You know, Fox Cities is one, Storm's number two, but you know, it, it, as, as we all know, and we've said this many times, at the end of the day, the storm is gonna somehow gonna be in the picture at the state tournament. Until somebody knocks them out, and I don't know if there's going to be anybody in their section that'll do it. But uh, Fox City just seems to have a very, very strong team this year, and they're going to make things pretty interesting. Well, no, you, you mentioned it right there, MJ. There is, um, if you look at the the eleven other team or the eleven, the ten other teams, your your top ten and your honorable mention, um, there is nobody else from the. The, the the section that uh, the, the the central Wisconsin storm is in, um, they have no real challengers to get to the state tournament. Same time, I, I don't see Pete Susan's being very complacent with that. Uh, you know, that may be a fact, but he I could I could see Pete not being complacent with uh, letting his girls be that way over. Uh, well, no, their their job is not to get to the state tournament. Their job is to win the state. Their goal is to win the state tournament. Yes, I would agree with that. Let's move on to next week's games. Trasher, um, we got a couple games that are scheduled for our games of the week. What do you got? Well, I'll talk about the boys' side because I'm going to that one. I'll let Burglar have the girls' side. The boys' game will be tomorrow night, Wausau West at Spash at the KB Willett, 7 o'clock. And it is the fifth annual Spash Hockey Stick It to Cancer game. And their goal is to increase cancer awareness and raise funds for local cancer patients. There will be basket raffles with a lot of great prizes. Proceeds benefit the St. Michael's Foundation Oncology Fund. So it's going to be not only for a great cause, it's going to be a battle between the two top teams in the Wisconsin Valley Conference, Wausau West and Spash, and it's also going to be a battle between uh, the number two West Warriors and the number seven Spash Panthers. So that should be a great game at the KB Willett. If you're uh, out and about and you got nothing going on, Stevens Point, come on out. That'll definitely be worth the four or five dollars they have to pay to get in. And with that, I will send it over to Burglar and he will talk about the girls' game of the week. And that will be taking place in Marshfield. And if you're not a regular follower of girls hockey, in Wisconsin, you probably don't know that that's where the Wisconsin Valley Union will be playing this game um, because that is they are one of the six, seven, or eight schools perhaps that make up the Wisconsin Valley Union. Um, it'll be there. They'll be taking on the St. Croix Valley Fusion. Uh, the Fusion is number six in the rankings. Uh, Wisconsin Valley Union is not in the rankings. They were last year. They lost a lot of players to graduation. Got a young team, and they've, uh, you know, 
hopefully they're they they're starting to gel, playing better hockey lately, and we're looking forward to that game, St. Croix Valley Fusion at the Wisconsin Valley Union in Marshfield. So a couple good games up there in the middle of the state are games of the week, and uh, it's getting to be that time of year. You know, you think about it, guys. It's only two months until the state tournament, so not very long at all. We'll be in Madison. Our final thoughts segment here. Trasher has a few things he really, really needs to get off his chest, and I'm not going to stop him from it. So, Michael, what's on your mind? Well, it's not quite that bad. Uh, and to uh, further kind of uh, talk about the, the the season, today is almost exactly the halfway point, uh, 53 down, 54 to go. So uh, close enough. If you want to wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning, uh, tomorrow morning, that would be exactly the halfway point of the season, but I'm not going to be doing it. So my final thoughts are the Hobie Baker Character Award. We've talked about this before. Uh, it's an ongoing thing. Um, coaches, make sure to nominate your worthwhile seniors. It's a best kid award, not a best player award. So, I mean, it's not like a player of the year type thing. It's for the kid that does the, the things on the ice, the, the, the little things, as Pete Susan would say, that are so important. Um, he's the guy or girl that will give the, his teammates a ride to and from practice. Um, he will be the kid that does extra things in the, the community. Uh, this is the kind of player that they want to have for this award. I mean, it's a, it's a big deal. You know, it's not, they're not the best players, but they're, you know, one of the, the best kids on the team, and uh, it's it's a big deal to them. So parents, fans, make sure your coach nominates a player. Last year we had a 70% ratio for boys and girls combined. Uh, it can be higher than that. I mean, realistically, let's shoot for at least 80% this year. Um, the majority of the teams have a worthwhile senior, and it's just up to the coach to nominate them. And it's it's a big deal, you know. I mean, you you might think it's not, but uh, I know I know some kids that didn't get nominated for it, and they basically it kind of just you know, I mean, not tore apart their lives, but at that point in time, it's like they're really really disappointed, you know. So it's a big deal. So the Hobie Baker Character Award. Coaches, get your players nominated. This is uh, it's it's a good thing for the sport. It's a good thing for your team. It's a great thing for your kid. It looks good on their resume to go to college. So make sure you get those in. And I believe the deadline is like February fourth or something like that. There's stuff on online on WIPH. Uh, so get that that kid nominated. Um, and my second rant let's call it, is about stats and corrections to stats. Um, I've had three or four requests this week. Uh, how, oh, my God, you know, my, my kids' stats are wrong. you got to fix them. you got to fix them. Well, the coaches or the team managers are the people that enter the stats for the teams. And if you feel there's a correction that needs to be made, you need to contact these people to make the changes. Talk to your kid's coach, and remember, the game score sheet is the official stats, not 
what you think is right. So if you're up in the stands and you're keeping track of your kids' saves and you got 40 and the score sheet's got 20, I'm sorry, the 20 is correct. So um, kind of bear, bear, bear along me with that. Um, but if you need corrections to be made, talk to your coach. Don't talk to us. We don't enter them. They do. And if they need help beyond what they can do, they can contact us. But your first step, please contact your coach. And, right. guys, that's it. Well, yeah, I mean, we, we can and often do make changes to the stats, but we will not make any changes to the stats unless we have a copy of the score sheet. And the only way we're going to get a copy of the score sheet is if, you know, the coach or manager sends it to us. So one way or another, you're going to have to contact your coach or manager, you know, to get them to send us a score sheet. And if you're talking to them anyway, I'll just, you know, ask them to make the change. If it's, you know, if it's on the score sheet, they're, you know, if they're the ones in it, they, they, they'll usually do that. And a lot of times also they have the coaches or the manager, somebody's videotaping the game, so. You know, they can get it figured out or go back and look at it and, uh, you know, see whether it did happen that way or not. So, um, yeah, that's a good way to do it. Just go through them first. If it's something that's really um, you guys can't get settled, you know, bring Trasher into the picture. He'll get it settled. Right, Michael? Amen to that, brother. Uh, we we like accurate stats, but they have to be the official stats. They can't just be the the perceived stats of, of what everybody thinks they got to be what's on the score sheet. And, uh, that's kind of how we roll. Right guys. Yeah. That's it. I'll tell you the tricky stat always is, is that secondary assist on goals. Somebody will say, well, somebody moved it up to him or somebody touched it. And I you know that's where a lot of times the problem is, but yep. Uh, good stats. Uh, guys keep on top of that. Uh, you got questions or uh, kind of, you know, work it out first with your team, uh, your coach or your manager, or you know, if you can't come to anything, um, send it here and we'll see what we can do on it. So uh, good thoughts, Michael. Definitely good thoughts on the Hobie Character Award, too. And, uh, you know, it's something that uh, we, uh, you know, each te- each school has a winner in that. So it's not just a one overall person in the state each each team has a winner am i correct michael you are correct um each and actually there can be multiple winners from teams uh i know on several occasions uh, a team has two seniors and this is a senior award not a junior sophomore seniors only uh and two seniors and they can't decide on which one and they'll both of them will get the award. Um, so that that has happened. That can happen. Um, but I've hey, also Trasher, heard, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, just to, on that sec on the times that the teams end up with the, uh, two players getting the second award, mm-hmm. all that Hobie all the Hobie Baker committee asks is that they pay for one of the two plaques that they give out. Okay. Um, you know, they, and stuff, which still that's not much. You know. No, it's like know. seventy-five bucks or something like that. If, if it's that much, I don't, I don't know yeah. what the cost of it is. Yeah. That's, all, that's all that they ask on that, is that if you do nominate players, is that you you know, you know pay for, for the second award. Okay. And I know that um, that Jim Hayes of the Hobie Foundation 
has mentioned, and it's actually in uh, all the paperwork, um, the the nomination papers and all of that stuff, is that the awards, and I think it's the awards, I, I'm, I'm thinking it's $75. I've seen that, and that's sticking in my mind. But um, they, they're not telling you that you need to donate this. They're asking you if you can, please do so. So, um, I mean, if nobody donated, they wouldn't stop doing this, but the donations definitely help going down the road. So uh, if you have a, a Blue Line Club or a Booster Club or whatever that's flush with cash, you know, send these guys a little money because this is a worthwhile deal. It's it's a great award for a kid, and it's something that they'll remember the rest of their lives. And uh, I, I think, you know, I'm, I'm sad that we don't have 100%, but on the other hand, um, Jim Hayes of the, the foundation tells me that Wisconsin has the best participation rate in the nation. So I'm proud of that. I think we've done a great job trying to – to help out people, you know, pushing this a little bit, but um, I think we can do better. So uh, let's get that baby up to 80% this year, okay, guys? Uh, we really would appreciate it, and I know for a fact that your kids that get this award, they're going to be smiling from year to year. It's a great deal, so uh, make sure that you uh, you uh, hook them up and, and get them awarded with this, this fine Hobie Baker Character Award. That's all I got. I'm going to start balling here in a minute. Well, I mean, you, you and the only thing I can think of, you know, is why somebody wouldn't, you know, nominate is I, you know, I can just picture this one coach out there saying, well, you know, I only got three seniors on my team and, you know, quite frankly, they're all dicks. You know, do I really want to nominate one of them? What do you say to that guy? Um, I think I, I understand that. And I think that that, has happened and does happen, but maybe you have to pick out the the, the least dickish of the three, perhaps. Dickish. Yeah, I mean, come on. Now, maybe they're not perfect. They're just kids. I mean, they must have some, one of them must have some redeeming social value. Is what you're saying? I think it's a possibility. Look um, deep. look deep. Look, he looked deeper into their souls look deep into their souls <laughs> um when you see the kid that his eyes are shining and his heart is beating and he wants that award more than anything else in the world that's the kid you give it to so even for the team that has three maybe not perfectly uh worthwhile candidates there's one worthwhile candidate there so find that guy and get him or her, that award. It's it's a great deal. They'll love you for it, and uh, you'll feel good about it too. So uh, that's all I'm going to say about the Hobie Baker until next week, and I'll start all over again. It's a great award, and I think that um, everybody, every every team should have a, nom a nominee and an award winner. You know, there's really no excuse not to have 100%, but that's just me. So that's all I got, guys. Okay, Michael, that sounds pretty good. Guys, got anything else? We uh, about at the end of the road here. I think we ran a little long. Long on Highway 173 here. Got to yeah, watch out yeah. for the deer. All right, well, that'll do it for 
Trasher, the Berg Boys, Delmar, to Mike Hammond. Hey, we'll catch you next week on This Week in Wisconsin Prep Hockey.